Hello and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, everybody. Hello. Happy Monday to happy. Brent. Happy Wednesday to everybody else That's or right. whenever day you're working. We're traveling in time yeah. and uh, going forward. How are you, Megan? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Did you have yeah. a good weekend? Yeah. Anything fun? No. Nope. Great. <laughs> awesome. Good. I lead a very boring life. Well, hey, now. Come on now. <laughs> You watch the news, I'm sure. I, I mean, actually, I didn't. Are you glued much. to the news right mm-hmm. now, or no? You're just how? Do you, uh, how are you following this Ukraine thing? Um, I listen to NPR on my way to work every morning. Oh, and that's and the that's extent of it. Most of it, I watched. I had dinner with my parents on Saturday, and we watched the news. Well, I had listened to it. It was behind me. Yeah, I've realized recently. So, um, I actually have like a mild auditory processing disorder, kind of like dyslexia. And so it like I have to really think about things that I only hear. Like I can't like my brain can't do anything else if I'm listening to something. Interesting. Um, I mean, like but you listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do it when I'm like walking or um, like doing dishes or chores or things like that. Like I can do that. Hopefully not driving so that you can focus on. No, I mean, no, I don't really. I mean, I listen to the radio kind of, but like um, anywho. Uh, but I've realized, I think that it like makes, I don't know if my like visual perception of things is more heightened. Like a lot of times I can't see things. If I see it, I can't like emotionally process it in a healthy way. Like it, it's just all emotions or all like, it's too overwhelming for me to like accept that information and be able to process through it. But if I receive it only auditorily, then I can like work through it in a much more like meaningful, healthy way. So I don't always like to see things. I sometimes prefer to just hear it or like read a story describing it instead of like actually seeing like a picture or a thing or whatever. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we're actually we were dialoguing about some of that stuff today at staff meeting because we've been having some issues with our live stream stuff. And we uh, Andrew's last day was this last week. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're like at this conundrum where we, we want, we value live stream, but we've got a few things changing, right? So, uh, the mass mandate stuff that just got announced today, got moved forward, all that kind of stuff. People are starting to come back to church a lot more in person. Um, we are having issues with our live stream. We lost our, our staff member who is the only guy who knew how to interpret some of the problems (laughs) that we were having with that thing. So we're trying to evaluate what's our value. What what are we trying to get when we add a live stream, when we add a a podcast, when we add a, a, a a video on demand thing, like Mm -hmm. who are we, who are we, who are we attracting in, in, in doing that? And who's our target audience for that? And I think that that has shifted. Um, obviously, when we all went online and we watched from home, our target audience was literally everybody who called yeah. these like home. Um, and now I think that that's maybe shifting. And so maybe that changes the shift in our strategy. We're trying to evaluate that right now. We don't have answers right now. We're just yeah. like everything's up on the wall and we're just navigating that. But I, you bring that up to say, yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, audio-wise, um, like I do – tend to like pick like work through some things possibly a little bit more i'm more apt to do that um mm-hmm. than sitting down and watching a documentary i listen to like 10 times as many podcasts as i do watch documentaries um and yeah it's kind of almost a similar format but so why do i prioritize the time differently in that way um, because i can also be productive i can be changing the oil in my car or, mm-hmm. or mowing mm-hmm. the lawn or, or vacuuming the house while i'm doing podcasts but i don't do that with the visual so mm-hmm. I, anyway it's it's just an interesting piece yeah and how that shifts from even now coming out of a pandemic like what are you more inclined to do 
at this point. Yeah, and I think for me, some of it is just like I can better process the emotional aspects of like hearing like tragic news or whatever through listening to it. So like listening to the news on NPR is like I I can like process through that better than like watching. Is that a daily? Like what's mm-hmm. when you say the news? Did they do like a? I know yeah. the Times does like a the daily. Yeah. So NPR it, but... has a daily All Things Considered okay. in the evening, and then they have like a morning one as well. So on Got my it. way to work, I well, and then the radio station I the NPR station I listen to is their classical music station. So but from. Until You're like, so classy. That's so bougie. Look at you. <laughs> That's not bougie. That's, you I think it's old so lady. Big. I think it's old lady. That's so me and Mozart were hanging out the other day, right? <laughs> not even. Yeah. Uh, but until Symphony like nine. Symphony number nine, am I right? Symphony number nine. <laughs> until like nine in the morning, they play the newscast. Okay. So like I listen to the news on my like 15, 20 minute drive to work. Uh, and then in the evening, they also play the news. And so I listen to it on the way home as well. Okay. So, Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And is that is that literally a radio station, or are you saying like a yeah. podcast app in your phone? No, that's the like literally the radio oh, okay. on my phone. All right, or on my car in my car, like okay. the radio station nine or eighty nine point nine. Interesting. Is NPR classical? So, so. if you want to advertise to Megan, <laughs> that's where you should put your commercial. Uh, right? They don't do commercials because it's public radio. That's right. That's even better for you. <laughs> Sorry, you're out of luck. You want to advertise to Megan? You got to uh, figure out a different way. <laughs> You got to put a sign on the Blue Bridge somewhere. Uh, or, I don't know, like an ad on a social media thing. Like <laughs> That's right. If you put a, uh, an ad on the TikTok channel for cats, you, you'll probably, you'll probably get, get her. You'll probably the get her. TikTok channel. Yeah, <laughs> there's the, like, the one. There's, so, there's like millions. So we, did a, we, had a, we had a high school group the other night. Yeah. Uh, last the other night, night means last night. As in last night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Last night we had a, our first ever. You well, you did the promo for it, so you yeah, I did. Idiots. I knew it was happening. Uh, so we played a game called uh, A or B, and then you had to like, you know, you had. It's the like, kids. would you rather? Yeah, kind of like Snickers or Butterfinger. Pick which side of yeah, the room yeah, you want to yeah. go uh-huh. on, right? And oh, uh, and then you have to like move to the side. You got to move the to the side. Okay, okay. Just figure out who, you because know, a lot of the kids didn't know each other, so this is a yeah. way to get to know them a little bit more, right? And uh, Kylie put together all the questions, and one of them was Instagram or TikTok. Uh-huh. And it was very clear. I'm sure uh, they all picked TikTok. I, I'm now very old. Yeah. I thought I was young because I was like Instagram over Facebook, right? <laughs> and that makes me young. And then no. I realized I'm not young anymore. No, and I'm like, I Why just, did you think you were young? Because I, I like Instagram over oh my gosh, Facebook. <laughs> um, You're the father of an almost high schooler. I wanted you to have let them know. You have ceased to be young. You are supporting China. <laughs> With your TikTok. Anyways, I didn't get it. Because that really so. made your case for being young. Yeah. I wanted to make him feel bad. Did they go, they made okay, me boomer? Feel bad, so I wanted to make them feel bad. Did they call you a boomer? No. Uh, we also went around the table <laughs> and we said, uh, somehow it got into uh, like uh, go to sleep or I don't know what it was. But, anyways, uh, somehow the topic got onto how many hours of sleep these kids get a okay. night. Not very many. And, well, okay, so that's yeah. So what? What, do you, <laughs> what would you say the average high schooler? This, oh. These are all. This is a broad range. We had seniors, juniors, freshmen. I mean, we had a good go with selection. Four or five. Oh no no no! They, all of them said more than that. Oh okay. Now they may be lying to me. Okay. Because I so am six. Not their like age, and you know I'm still yeah. kind of a somewhat you have, like, an perceived authority. as an yeah, authority uh-huh. figure, even though I don't think I have an, any authority in their in their lives yet. But yeah. we are working on that. Um. <laughs> 
So most of them said seven. That oh, okay. was probably the average. There was a couple that said six. I don't think that's that accurate. Eight. There was one that said nine. And when she... do you go to bed? <laughs> so she's my best friend's daughter, right? <laughs> so it's Leah. I'll, yeah. I'll just say names. I'm fine with that. They're probably not listening. Uh, I know Kaylin. So she goes nine. You know who my dad is, right? <laughs> and I laughed. And so as soon as I got in the car. I called Ryan up mm-hmm. on speakerphone with Kylie in the car. She could vouch for me. She's listening to this. I said, Ryan, I just want you to know we asked a question about um, hours of sleep. And most of the kids said six, seven hours. And he goes, who are these kids' parents? <laughs> who are these kids' parents? And I said, I just want you to know your daughter is the only one that said nine. I don't know that that makes you proud. And he's like, well, if you want to dri- drive a Corvette, you got to put high-octane gas in the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't think that your um like group is representative of the whole. Um because I teach 120 yeah. high schoolers yeah, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And No, probably not. I and think the average is much closer to like 5. Widely uh, all of them go to Hanford, that doesn't mean anything, but like uh, most of them were engaged in some sort of sports going in like tomorrow was try like, all, all we, I mentioned to you downstairs. All of them were like obsessed mm-hmm. and anxiety prone about uh, spring sports and tryouts are tomorrow so maybe like if you're playing sports and you're like i've got to like rest my body I, you know i don't know who knows <laughs> who knows why they would be more inclined maybe to to have that but I yeah do, six yeah. seven or eight what about you average average oh me six six on a good night uh, i'm on not a very good night i'm not very good about going to bed sometimes on time. less than that yeah really yeah okay i'm not great about going to bed on i'm time. six or seven usually yeah uh, about in there because it kills me. It pains me to go to bed before like 1030. <laughs> I, I can't stand that. Um, uh, my alarm goes off uh, early on on like four mornings a week. I'm up at 445. That's when I wake up five mornings Is a it? week. So, yeah. 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 Uh, it feels early. So, early to me. Every morning I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> so dumb. Oh, that's right. It's my job. <laughs> Going to be at church or a smoker. Anyways. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, good. Uh, okay, so Coach's Corner real quick. Can I do oh, Coach's yeah. Corner? Oh, yeah. Grayson told me it was your last game last, last game week. was Saturday, so mm-hmm. it's all over. This is the last Coach's Corner. I know you guys have been yeah. like, like this has been the reason you've been coming back. So uh, <laughs> I hope to have something else for you in the future. Uh, um, but uh, tonight we're hosting uh, – we had our last, pra- our, our last game, and then we were scheduled to have another practice, but the guy contacted the like league owner guy or whatever it called. And he's the, like, like the manager? Yeah, guy. whatever. City of Parks guy. <laughs> do you really want to do a practice if you don't have a game? And I was like, no, 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 we'll be fine. We'll do a pizza party. And so I talked to them, and I tried to say, hey, do we want to do a pizza party? I, don't, I didn't want to, like, like say I'm a pastor at church, like, here, you know, let's just definitely do it at our church or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was like, we can go to Stick and Stone or Hubby's Pizza, whatever classic. And they're like, we'd just take over all those. We'd be too much. Because there is, like, eight, eight yeah. kids on my team, and most of them have siblings and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So I was like. Well, I've got a theater that we have keys to. We can definitely come and do this. So anyways, they're coming tonight. Nice, nice. Uh, and so I'm in charge of uh, Little Caesar's Pizza for the second night in a row because we had high school group last night. So uh, I'm gonna, I, I need to wake up early and go work out to burn off those doughy calories. But uh, then we also had the responsibility, because we're coordinating our coaches, uh-huh. to come up with um, awards oh. for all of the kids. Is and- it going to be like um, like – like yearbook awards or like what are what are those yep. called? Yeah, yeah. Superlatives. So, there we go. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like sharpshooter. Uh, yeah. Sharpshooter award. <laughs> but you have to try and do it to where like you're not a fa- like you can't say most valuable player because no. that makes the other kids feel like oh yeah. so we knew he was your favorite the whole time. Yeah. 
So you have to be kind of creative on this. So Corey and I came up with some gems uh, earlier <laughs> today. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out if any of them are appropriate uh, to be able to share. Most improved. Wait, you're about to give these awards to eight and nine-year-olds, Well, part they're of them, not appropriate to share no, on the podcast? Probably, no, because like, some of them got filtered, right? Like, well, Obviously, this is a joke, oh, but we okay. can't, we're not actually going to give this to them. But wouldn't it be funny to say- Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> most likely to have a speech impediment that makes you think he might be from New York. Uh. That would be one that would be from Corey that I said, we're not doing that one. <laughs> um, most improved, best long range jumper, coolest shoes. Okay. Okay. Is goes that to Levi. Levi. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he didn't get his shoes in time to play, but you know, yeah. in, in, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. uh, uh, what do you say? Mr. Hustle. That's okay. always the good one. <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> Not that good, but man, you sure gave it a yeah. lot of hustle. <laughs> you were up and down that court. Up and down that court, so good. <laughs> um, uh, want to guess? Any guesses on what the the one the superlative that I gave to my son? Um, I hope he doesn't hate me for this when he's like, you know, he has he's probably going to go to counseling. Man, I don't when he's know. Like I don't know what. Like my dad gave me most wide open underneath the basket award, <laughs> and I swear to you, that's what it is. No one, no he one would, would pass to him. Well, yes, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I feel like every time we got in the car on the drive home, he'd be like, Dad, I was open underneath the basket like the whole time. Like, that's, all, that's all that I would hear about. I was wide open. They just never passed it to me. I know, buddy. They, not everybody can dribble with their you know, head up. Uh, most kids dribbling right in this league yeah. are just head down, like yeah, bulldozing yeah. things mm -hmm. over, right? So yeah, I'd be like, you were wide open underneath the basket. But I, so I'm like, I'm worried that he's going to think, like this is the award that they gave me that nobody wanted to pass it to me. Yeah. Not that they couldn't. Most of it they just couldn't. Like yeah. physically uh -huh. they just didn't have the abilities to figure that out. Um, you know, but like, oh yeah, he's open, unguarded, <laughs> Mr. Unguarded. I talked to Grayson a lot on Sunday. It was really funny. Yeah. A little bit about the game, but not I mean not really, but just that it was over. But yeah. yeah. And they ended up talking to him a lot. Yeah. It's funny. So it's uh, He said to good. me, he goes he goes, Megan, what is Cruella's middle and last name? And I was like, um, I don't know her middle name, but her last name's DeVille. And he goes, nah, her middle name is Duh, and her last name is Ville. He's right. <laughs> he got you. And I was like. <laughs> Got to be on top of your game I was like, all that. right, Grayson. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So uh, basketball's over. Uh, so party tonight, and then that's it. Nice. But that sounds like fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a great time. Um, on Sunday, we also continued our Sinners and Saints series. And, Good segue. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Speaking of punks, bas th third and fourth grade basketball boys uh, filled with Sinners and Saints, uh, continued our series on Sunday. I, don't really ha I didn't really have like a text that we walked through. I talked a little bit about Paul's letter to the Romans um, and as kind of a response or at least persecution in that time as a backdrop to that, which I think we don't think enough of for them. Uh, of the dangerous nature that it would have been for at least some of them, not not maybe active. I mean, there's there's like two sides of this. One to say it never existed at all, that it was all, it's all made up, or the opposite to say the church was con under constant persecution. And I don't think that that's real either. I think it's somewhere in the in the vicinity. I think it kind of rose and fell, kind of like things rise and fall in our world in terms mm -hmm. of geopolitics and being like. Who's angry this week, and what are they doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so I think that that was kind of going on. Like I think a lot of them go, it's kind of a dangerous time to be a Christian. Like let's just sit back and play it cool, and we'll it'll, hopefully it'll blow over. And it did for the most part. And then 
we talked through the different phases of it kind of growing and, and getting to the spot where eventually in the third century, uh, one of the emperors, Diocletian, forms these edicts that becomes like, okay, it's going to be nationwide. We are going to buckle down on these Christians. It's getting too big. It's getting too you know broad. It's, it's affecting. We're starting to experience sort of a decline even in our empire, and, and we have to find scapegoats to be able to blame it on. And so let's pick out like these groups of people that are pulling us away from our cultic and pagan culture traditions and you know feasts and all this kind of stuff so um it was it was a pretty historical i threw a few pictures on there it probably felt like a big old giant history lesson i tried to tie it in pretty well with a little bit about what's going on in terms of like trying to consider what it would look like and what it would mean to be a present day church in the in ukraine um and not being persecuted for them because of their Christianity, their faith, but more of a like just a racial or, or geographic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, uh, probably could be spending their time doing something else and yet choosing to gather together even at the risk of uh, of that not being uh, uh, you know necessarily coming like a government official knocking on the door, but missiles and whatever projectiles, of course, yes, mm-hmm. definitely. like there's a fear level of that and what kind of a, how do you, how would they read through some of the texts of First Peter on suffering? How would they read through uh, Romans uh, chapter 12 or whatever? All this kind of stuff is, 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 was a hopefully kind of a, oh yeah, like it is interesting. And we, in contrasting that with American persecution, which I made light of in the Tertullian quote uh, about, you know, they, they were you know, dressed in animals' clothes and they were eaten and burned by torches and they couldn't say Merry Christmas and all, yeah. you know, all that kind of Obviously, <laughs> it got a, a good response. And again, playing off the idea of we don't really know true persecution. And this was, but, but it, even though we don't, it was, a, it wasn't, and continues to be in our world a very real thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, was a big part of shaping Christianity. And um, I think I want to be a church that has the type of people who would respond similarly to what we see in Tertullian's quotes. He, he didn't write that as, what if the thousands of us present ourselves in front of the emperor, emperor as someone, someone operating on an individual level? That's only a threat if he genuinely believed that he had the people behind him that would actually do something like that, right? And then, so that's like, what kind of a what kind of a system of discipleship would they have to go through to kind of get that kind of a mindset? Mm-hmm. And what are we missing when we say, "I'm mad because worship was too loud," or "I'm mad because <laughs> yeah, communion took too long," or the podcast was delayed, or something like that? I don't know, <laughs> something weird. Yeah. What were some of your takeaways? What were some? Of your um, I think I was interested in uh, you were talking about um, <clears throat> noticing when it's out of tune. So yeah. you were talking about when the Christians were persecuted, they um, they were very, like, intent upon you. I don't know if it was, like, a real song or just, like, the song of Jesus. So, like, just the way that Jesus um, dealt with persecution and dealt with being, um, like, put aside and, like, those kinds of things happening. And it was very much, um, like, pacifist and turn the other cheek and, like, you know, not not walk away from your convictions or your beliefs or what's true, but also don't lash out back towards that. Yeah. Um, and you said it's really like noticing when we're out of tune. 
And I think that's a big modern challenge is um, because, I mean, you know, American, the American Christian church is not persecuted, um, even though sometimes some people think it is. But in general, it's not. Um, And so when are we when are we the aggressor instead of being the one bullied or being the one who's aggressed against? And noticing how that response, or even when we do feel like attacked by something and then we respond aggressively, that's not in tune with Christ. That's not in tune with the teaching of Jesus. And are we really, are we really able to call ourselves Christian if that's our go-to as a like system, as a corporate church? Um, you know, cause we're human too. And the church is made of humans. So obviously mistakes happen and things go on, but I think just that like constant reevaluation of am I in tune with the teachings of Christ? Have I, um, or have I acted out of my human fear or my whatever it is for being wanting to hold whatever I feel like I hold? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought the the piece of that tune piece that I think was important too was simply not just settling for pointing out when people are singing out of tune. Sometimes the best way to guide somebody back into playing in tune correctly mm-hmm. is to sing the tune the way it was me- meant to be yeah. sung. Mm-hmm. Not just be like, I'm just a critic of everything and I deconstruct and I tell you why everything's wrong. But then, well, then play it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Then do something better. Like be in tune. Sing more loudly yeah. so that everybody else goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. And, yeah. And if they hear it and it's beautiful and if they see it and it and it and it resonates and it sounds like what it's supposed to sound like they'll be more inclined to know what to do rather than just being told you're doing it wrong yeah. you know what i mean yeah for sure um so cuz the goal is uh not look at me you know uh perfection on my own part but the goal is like to sing in unison and, and to get everybody singing on the mm-hmm. same thing so mm-hmm. um spend your time singing loudly singing more loudly for sure <laughs> Make a joy. I always noise. think about um, <laughs> Zoe Deschanel on Elf. Singing, oh like, yeah, sing loudly for all to hear or whatever. Well, the Zoe Deschanel—that's that's a elf—that's a buddy the elf. It, he quote. says it. He says she, it at the end of the movie. She does. Oh yeah, sing loud for all to hear and spread Christmas. Cheer. I don't know. Yeah, whatever exactly. it is. Somebody, but, yeah. somebody right now who is a huge elf fan is dying. Yeah. Like her name. Come on, Kylie. you guys. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably her, for sure. Uh, um, the other thing I was thinking, which goes off that like singing in tune thing, is um, you were talking about the the Tertullian quote about not so we are worshippers of one God whose existence and character nature teaches all men, at whose lightings and thunders you tremble, whose benefits minister to your happiness. You think that others too are gods whom we know to be devils. However, it is a fundamental human right and privilege of nature that every man should worship according to his own convictions. One man's religion neither harms nor helps another man. It is assuredly no part of religion to compel religion to which free will and not force should lead us. And I think that is like, I think one thing I notice about like particularly modern evangelical churches is it feels very like forceful. Yeah. And like, you have to believe this and you have to be part of this and I'm going to convert you and like, you are going to die in the fiery hell if you don't convert. And, um, it's not your choice. You have to do it. And, um, and so I think I was really struck by that quote because it, no, like, no, 
Like you're supposed to be that loud song, that bright light, that beacon of joy that brings other will others willingly towards you and towards Christ. That concept of religious liberty yeah. is over 1800 years old. Yeah. Like that's mind boggling because we hear that and think, oh, that was why people got on the Mayflower and escaped uh, from uh, the UK rule, the Britain, mm-hmm. Britain rule of, of mm-hmm. church, like religious liberty. That but, is true. Yeah. They did escape, I think, or try to get away because of some religious liberty issues. But it wasn't a new concept to no, them. They yeah. were playing an old tune that they well, thought was true. Well, and it's been played over and over and over. A hundred percent. For forever, but. It goes back that far. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the that's the beauty of it. That's the whole thing where you're like, this has been part of the whole thing from the very beginning. And yes, when it gets out of tune, it can be forced one way or the other. You can, at the force of a spirit, be like, you're not going to meet as a church. That's what's happening in, in communist China, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And But then on the other side of things, you can get. Uh, in the American South, almost like, hey, if you're going to belong to this community and do business, you're going to yeah. be part of a church somewhere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so it's like it can go both ways. Like force can be used both ways. And I think, I think when when this kind of stuff comes out, you when you hear about this, and you see this, you could almost be like you can you can read through like a Christopher Hitchens or Richard Dawkins, all those new atheists who write some things that are like so angry about re- anti-religion. And if they would if they had read that mm-hmm. and been been like, okay. I'm good with that. Like, that's yeah. a good version, right? Like, if I think that you can have the freedom to be able to make those things, you know, do whatever. And, and that's what you've kind of, kind of seen a little bit. I don't know if you follow Bill Maher at all. He does mm. the HBO show. I know who he is. I don't really follow him. He's he's um kind of a polarizing guy yeah. mm-hmm. in that way. But he's he's been kind of a guy who has not pulled punches from the right or the left. He's always just like... I'm I'll fight for your freedom to believe whatever it is that you want to believe. Mm-hmm. I'm hardcore atheist. I don't believe in God and I don't I think that it's whatever, but I'm I'm here for you to be able to believe that yeah. kind of stuff and mm-hmm. I'll I'll be against anybody that tells you you're an idiot for doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Um so anyways, yeah. Yeah. That was the other one that I was like, "Oh, that Yep. Good. <laughs> that was it for me. Awesome. Uh uh some somebody was asking, "Are we going to get into more like Jimmy Swagger, are we going to get into more um, uh, some of the stuff with the Catholic Church sex abuse scandal stuff and all the kind of stuff? So I promise you, we're moving forward. As I'm getting into this, I'm like, man, this could be like a twelve week. Oh my gosh, yeah, you got to pick and choose. But so. I do, and I just wanted to. I wanted to go. I felt like I went pretty one direction on the week one, and now balanced it back out with week two. So, anyways, there's dark, there's light, mm-hmm. there's sinners and there's saints. Mm-hmm. What do we do moving forward? So we'll see how it goes. Uh, part three is this Sunday. Hopefully, you can make it eight thirty and ten in person, ten o'clock online, uh, or catch it anytime via yeah. our app, and that would be great. You open, so I'm yeah. gonna do my something you interesting ready? first, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I read an article this week uh, about uh, brain science. Ooh, elderly person, eighty-seven years old, a man in uh, looks like uh, Estonia. Okay, um, who had uh, had uh, fallen and had a seizure, epilepsy. And so they were doing EEG, electrocephalography, something like that, to dissect, detect. Well, I've heard of ECGs. This is EEG. Anyways, they're doing okay. some brain scans on yeah, yeah, him yeah. to monitor like his brain swelling and everything else. Yeah, and uh, they monitor the, like, the electrical currents and stuff. Exactly, electrical mm-hmm. currents of his brain, yes. So they can see what area of your brain is active at any given time. And while he was on those scanners, he had a heart attack and passed away. <gasps> Whoa. And it was one of the first times ever that they'd been, because it's kind of a moral, ethical dilemma to be like, yeah. hey, 
We know you're almost dying. Do you mind if we monitor your brain activity? <laughs> like, it's kind yeah. of, a, obviously, it's a personal. It's a little weird, yeah. Yeah, so, like, in th- 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 this article, they say that what they believe is the first time ever, which wow, is kind of hard for me to believe. But, like, okay, I mean, like, I'm going to go there. Seem like they know more than I do, so I, I would guess. <laughs> but um, they said that they. Where's your source? Where's this from? It's called Euronews. Okay. Uh, but it came from a relatively normal, like, the dispatch. I don't know if you listen, watch the dispatch, but. No. Um, Anyways, um, and it talks about the lie, our lives flashing before our eyes phenomenon. Oh, you, okay. You've heard of these stories of people like you on the verge your... of death. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what they said was they watched as his brain activity began to have activity in the 900 seconds uh, before, while like his brain, his heart had passed, yep. but his brain was still kind of operating. It yeah. looked like the activity resembled uh, images coming back of memories, memories of replaying okay. memories happening. Yeah. Uh, in this way, and they said, now don't, and take it with a grain of salt. He, we were, um, he had some se- severe brain swelling. He was mm-hmm. eighty-seven. He had some cranial uh, stuff going on. So that's not may- maybe not normal, but it does show that mm-hmm. perhaps there is some activity uh, happening in, in those moments just before and after the heart stopped oscillating. We saw changes in a specific band of neural oscillations, so called gamma oscillations, but also in others such as delta, theta, alpha, and beta oscillations. Uh, and so they went through some of those things, and they said, uh, let's see, there's. Um, um, although our loved ones have their eyes closed and are ready to leave us to rest, their brains may be replaying some of the nicest moments yeah. ex- they've experienced in their lives. Anyways, I thought it was that's interesting. That's kind of cool. I wonder yeah. if it's like as the electrical currents dissipate, that's the part of the brain that gets activated or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Interesting and, to me. And they were, they were saying, even after their heart has stopped and they've pronounced dead, there is, there's perhaps a, still a sense of a presence there yeah. of, of, your, of a brain so that, yeah. you know, in your Well, I mean, it takes a little while for, right. yeah, for like sure. the rest of your body to... Whatever, shut down, shut down and stuff. Way. So you still have like electrical current and stuff going around. Yeah, for a little bit. So there you go. Kind of interesting stuff. Who yeah. Knows? All right. What do you I mean, got? You know, I love some science. I know. So. I, I tried to go your route today. <laughs> um, now you're gonna do a sports thing, and we're gonna be like all backwards. Nope. Mine's also nerdy science. Oh, okay. Um, I watched a documentary this weekend called Fantastic Fungus, Fungi, Fantastic Fungi. Have you seen it? It's on no. Netflix. Anyway, I was like, oh, maybe that'd be cool to show my students. Um, turns out. I don't want to show it to my students, but um, <laughs> for this reason, I'm about to tell you. Um, it's pretty cool, and they talk about some of the cool things that fungus does for plants, which fungus are fungus are phenomenally important to our world, and we are, are highly underutilized and under highly under understood. Um, but one of a big section of the documentary, which is why I'm not going to show it to my students was talking about um, like the medicinal uses of psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, sure. Okay. And uh, this guy. <laughs> Miss Megan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they call me Miss Bojan, but. Yeah. Or Miss Bougie. Um, Meg- Meggie B is yeah. what they call you. <laughs> hey, if, if you brought some of this stuff into their class about psychedelics, they call you Meggie B. Um, and so the one of the guys that they kind of follow and interview who's really big in um, changing. Yeah, that's it. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix documentary. Um, who's a very, who's like a distributor, distributor of mushrooms. Um, sorry. I, I think my friend Ryan busted him last week, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, no, he's like a legal distributor. Um, and That's they what told you, yeah, well, I mean, they have actual like medical scientists doing medical research, but okay. one of them, which is called, I'm just giving you, credit. um, psilocybin. I don't know if that's like the chemical from the mushroom or if that's the mushroom itself. I don't remember now. Uh, and they are doing some clinical research, uh, researching 
of its uh, like going on a psilocybin experience or trip. I don't know what you want to call it. Sure. Um, it has been shown to like decrease anxiety and depression, particularly in people who are going through like long-term illness, like cancer or other things like that. And just going through like two or three um, experiences with this, like in a contained office kind of experience um, has like real, these seemingly lasting impact effects of like inner peace and understanding and like has greatly reduced a lot of people's depression and anxiety, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And then the other one that they talked about that I thought was really cool. There's a mushroom called Turkey tail. That's kind of what it, it looks like a Turkey tail, the like actual mushroom itself. And, um, it has, um, some like cancer fighting properties. So it will kill like cancerous cells and can in you used in junction with other cancer treatments can help increase the like ability to go into remission and like reduce cancer and that kind of stuff, which I disclaimer, this is not a medicinal podcast. You should not go into your backyard or go for sure. No, don't do that. Um, (laughs) but this is just me sharing information from a like cool, documentary that i watched which the the funniest part is that i watched it in like oh maybe i'll show this to my kids and then partway through i was like nope <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'll share it on the podcast that's awesome uh, so yeah Good. that was it that's all i fantastic got fantastic fungi fantastic fungi summit too it looks like yeah like well i mean fungi um fung research about mushrooms and fungus in general is very interesting and people who do it are um it's like a whole different world and they have like groups that go out and like who know like the good mushrooms and stuff. And they like go out and forage and um, learn about mushrooms and how to cook them and what to use them for and all this kind of stuff. I will say they have a cast and or panels for their uh, picture of, uh, uh-huh. of people for their panels that are on this that are going to the summit thing. And there are quite a few musicians, poets, and performers, and activists. They're definitely a little bit hippy dippy for sure. Um, I'm not making any claims that they are. Uh, But a lot of tie dye shirts. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. For sure. For sure. There's some vanigans. It looks like. Yeah. Well, but fungus, fungal, like research about fungus is so cool right now, though, because honestly, most plants wouldn't survive without fungus. So they have mycorrhizae, which are like, they don't usually have a mushroom, the mycorrhizae, but because most fungus, the mushroom that we see is like the teeny little flowering part of the plant. And then the majority of it is like spread out all underground. So if you're walking around in the woods, you're walking around on fungus all the time. Yeah. And that mycorrhizae connects with plants and then helps plants like communicate with each other and like pass nutrients. And um, yeah, so it's all like a big community network in most forests that are, and they're most of them are connected through fungal um, networks, which is really, really cool. And then also because fungus is a decomposer and it breaks down hydrocarbons, it's actually like one of the more effective tools for like breaking down like oil spills and that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's fun. Like, it's really cool from a scientific, biological, ecological perspective. Um, the like psychedelic aspects of it, I'm less interested in personally. 
but it is pretty interesting. I do remember reading about the decomposition mm-hmm. of matter and how important fungi is in all I mean, of it that. is the yeah, thing right. that decomposes like if everything. If we didn't have these certain fungi, it would just be like all, like it would be just so gross. Well, everything would just be. Yeah, it would just be piled up. Yeah. There would be no recycling of anything. Yeah. And we would run out of nutrients. Yeah. Like our the plants would not be able to live anymore because they would use yeah. all the nutrients and it wouldn't get recycled back in. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That's awesome. So that part of the documentary was really cool. And I was like, well, that's, I would love to show that to my kids. I'll but. add it to the list. <laughs> uh, we're, we're So I'm starting a, a documentary oh, film really? and yeah. theology uh-huh. thing on the third Wednesday of every I'm not month. sure it's theological at all. Although they do talk about like I, out of body mind expanding experiences. I, so so. I, that's the whole thing about it. Like the point of it is not <laughs> like, okay, here comes, here's another religious movie on, on yeah. a documentary. I, I want to talk about truth in all of its different ways. And so we did one uh, a few years ago, just even on art. It was just the value of everything, and it was brilliant. Had God, the topic of God, never even showed up once. But yeah. you know, you can talk about how we ascertain value and why is this mm-hmm. more valuable than that. And anyways, it was great. So um, yeah. we're doing one on foster families coming up. Oh, interesting. Um, it's called Foster. So, uh, anyways, if you're not busy on the third Wednesday of March, I don't even know what that date that is in front of me. I could tell you in just 16? a second. Something like that. That sounds about right. Are you even nope, gonna be here? It's not sixteen. The week after? Uh, yeah, it's the week after this one. Twenty third. Oh no, no, sorry. Twenty three. Yes. Twenty three. Um, uh, so it's I guess it's the fourth Wednesday this month. Anyways, fourth <laughs> Wednesday for this month. Um, come out for that. It'd be great. Yeah. Because I am not there on the third Wednesday. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. The only thing I have to promo is if you're listening to this on Wednesday this evening, we are hosting Dwell. And it's Lent on first, Wednesday. And it's per, it's uh Ash Wednesday. Yeah, that's the, what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the beginning of Lent. Yeah. Um, and uh, so if you're out, we'd love to have you come. Uh, the theater will be open from 7 to 8. We'll have some worship music on, some prayer requests, things going on. You're going to ash crosses on people's foreheads? I don't know. Maybe. Why not? <laughs> sure. I'll have uh, I'll have some dirty thumbs for you. So we'll <laughs> practice it and we'll make it happen. So usually people do it in early on the day yeah. so that they can wear it out wherever yeah, they go to yeah, be like, yeah. yeah, look who went to church. It's a very Catholic more spiritual thing to you. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'll I'll do it to you at eight o'clock at night. You'll go home and then be like, now I gotta wash it off, and I need to get to show anybody. Uh, so, anyways, come check it out. It'll be fun. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. We will be back next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye.